You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. My name is Jim Hermanson, and I oversee the House of Prayer here in Mason City. And uh, we got the great privilege of praying for our nation, praying for our city, praying for our children, praying for missionaries. God's given us vision, direction, understanding. Pray for this church. Pray for the body of Christ all over northern Iowa. Nothing happens outside of your involvement with the Father. He will withhold things just so he can hear your voice. He has this treasure chest of blessings for you guys. But he's waiting for you to ask. Because when you ask, then all of a sudden the Father, he begins to reveal himself to you. If he just showed up and gave, you know, it's like, oh, just say, my dad. All of a sudden, he just like, there's something in the middle of the house. And it's like, oh, wow, I needed that. That's awesome. I wonder where it came from. Father says, I want you to know when the blessings come, it's because you asked. When things happen, it's because you've asked. So, Thanks again, Eva. I want to recenter my heart. Could you pray with me, please? Thank you. Anybody here need healing? I, I just realized something. I just remembered something from the first service I never thought before. It says, we are created in the image of God. You are made to experience the miracles. That's part of being created in his image, so we could experience his stuff. His stuff being his miracles his signs, his wonders, his amazing things that he, that he does. It's why he wants us to get to know him in the word of God because he wants the word of God to be known in your life. See, when we get to know the word, we get to experience the word. So that's why he says, you need healing. Oh yeah, Jesus, you healed here. And you also said you never change. So that means you heal now. And so I'm a candidate for healing. Because you said if you need wisdom, if you need direction, if you need greater love, greater peace, greater joy, I think it's all found in here, the Word of God. So I say that because I wanted to remind you, in the middle of my sharing, if all of a sudden your body starts to feel different or your heart begins to feel free, that's, that is this. It's his presence. I give Holy Spirit permission to do anything he wants to do in this house any way he wants to do it. Mark, you could walk out of here and your knees could just all of a sudden go from a one to an eight in healing, like that. True? Yeah. He agrees with that. Where to agree upon earth, what happens? God says, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start that right now. I'm going to touch his knees. I, I see, okay. I, I, get, I get pictures, right? I don't see them in literal things, but not yet. I'd love to see an angel, really. Just a big old man, ain't those warrior goomers. But I had this picture of, of an angel down there with his hands. And what angels do is they bring deposits from heaven down to us. That's what happened to Jacob when he woke up from his dream and he saw angels ascending and descending. All of a sudden, angels were connecting to the earth realm from the heavenly realm. And they, they breathe. They don't come empty-handed. Angels just don't show up because 
Well, they're there to protect us. They're there to watch over us. They're there to bring the kingdom of God into our midst. We see a lot of it. But I just saw an angel come and just put both of his hands on you. I'm bringing something from heaven for you. And I want to agree with that. Let's reach out. Mark's way over here. He's had double, is it knee or, sh- or yeah, double knee replacement. See, and, and the angel just landed and just put his two hands on his knees. So we want to agree with what heaven wants to do. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand before your throne. We say thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for the ramping up of our faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're stirring up the gift of faith, stirring up the measure of faith inside of Mark, inside of Cindy. You're just ramping up their faith level, Lord God, that they may arise in a new level of faith and understanding and power and experience with you. That out of your hand upon his knees, God, you will begin to equip him with faith to be able to share the word of his testimony, the word of his experience with you, the word of your faithfulness, the word of your goodness with others. Father, I thank you right now in the name of your son, but by the stripes of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, healing is manifesting today. Your power made known, Father, and we are grateful We agree for that healing. We receive your anointing that breaks the yoke, that works a miracle, Lord God. Father, you took a lame man that didn't have a a hope in that God. He didn't have a surgeon. But Father, you could take this one and do it too. So we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for healing Mark. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How's your knees feeling? Two thumbs up. That is awesome. I'm serious. I am, I am like on fire for wanting to see the power of God manifested in this church. I am just burning. I just want to see things just explode in this house. I want to see the Holy Spirit just come in and, and just, he loves to do this. It says in the word of God, it says, it is God's pleasure to give us the kingdom. You don't have to talk God into doing something he already said he would do. Sometimes we think, you know, I got, and, and sure there's this, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this eventually, maybe, but, you know, there, <laughs> how was that, Dan? <laughs> but there's, there's this, sometimes there's this resistance of the enemy in that very thing happening. Is the enemy going to back off and just say, oh, no, sorry. Guess I'll just walk away. No. He just, he's a, he's a rascal. He's mean. And so this part, too, we fight to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, to see the glory of Jesus in this church, to see the wonders of God. Because if, when that happens, the city's going to know. The city's going to hear. People walk up to Mark and say, oh, are you walking real well. What's that? That's great. Mark. Oh, yeah. Jesus touched my knees after I got the surgery. I'm like, okay. Hey, I got this bad back. You know? Next thing you know, Mark takes the same anointing that's resident in him right now, that anointing of the Holy Spirit inside of him. And Mark says, uh, can I pray for that back? And if he's, okay, God heals back. That's all it takes in Jesus' name. Next thing you know, his back starts feeling better. Oh, and all of a sudden, his wife hears about it. You know what I'm saying now? He says, God wants to do great things on your behalf for the glory of his kingdom to empower and strengthen you. And he loves to beat up on the enemy. (laughs) So praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
wow, I almost feel like my assignment's done right now. <laughs> just, just to know that's happening, and God is equipping you guys for this kind of great work. <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll share because it really did fit, and I didn't realize it was going to so well. But I, I, Dan had t talked to me like two months ago and asked me to prepare something just in case anything happened. You know, backup plan. I think I'm like, you know, you got plan A, plan B? I'm thinking I'm like plan L or some. I, I'm like a little bit farther down the alphabet, but with Jeff and everything, they're hoping he could get back. And so Dan, Dan's going through the alphabet, and finally he gets to me. He says, you suppose, remember when I talked to you? And I said, yeah. And so he asked me if I prepared something. So I did. I put down like a one sheet, five points. And I thought, well, I could, I could, okay, I'll, I'll flash, I'll, you know, work, let the Holy Spirit move on that, share that. So I go home after I get off the phone. I'm at home and I get off the phone and I pick up the paper and I look at it and I'm like, going, oh, that's not it. So now I told him, I said, so I went from two months to two days. All of a sudden, this isn't what I was supposed to share, and I had two days to prepare for today. Oh, brother. I tell you, I was so like, oh, uh. So, love Father God. I'm so grateful for Holy Spirit. Oh, I'd be a mess, a messier, if it weren't for the Holy Spirit. Because I'm sitting there going, what am I supposed to and so he gave me three words for a message. I thought, that's going to be a short message. <laughs> All I got is three words right now. But it's powerful words. The three words are, be a warrior. Be a warrior. When we accepted Jesus, we got landed into a battle. It's like the enemy, he is fine when we didn't follow Jesus. He'd let us do all sorts of stuff if we weren't in love with Jesus. He would even let us go to church as long as we weren't in love with Jesus. You know? He, he would let us do all sorts of, you know, and he'd just like give us little pushes here and there, or, you know, whisper a little thing just to keep us on track, but he pretty much let us try to find our own way, uh, his way. So here we are, and then we get, all of a sudden, the light bulb goes on, and you're realizing, this life ain't so great. And I don't know what your journey looked like. Mine was pretty intense in my discovery of Jesus. I went from addiction and really bad place mentally and emotionally and physically because of abuse of drugs and different things. So I went from that place to going, if I don't, if something doesn't happen, I'm going to die. And I'd already overdosed once. And so I was like, this is, and so I was in my bedroom all by myself, and all I remember were the Christmas story and the Easter story, and I saw Billy Graham one time. And that's all I had, and the name Jesus. And I said, Jesus, I need you. Because I don't have anybody else. I'm all alone in my bedroom with parents. All of a sudden, I mean, it was like a, I couldn't describe it, really. It was like, I went, I went from, you should turn off the lights in here. I went from that, pitch black, to boom. I'm like, whoa, what just happened to me? Really, what just happened to me? I'm like going, Jesus, 
you did this. You did this. Oh, that's awesome. I want more. That's been the story of my life. My theme, my, my, my whole thing from that point on has been, Jesus, this is great. I want more. What a, what a, what a life statement, huh? We could all embrace that one, I think. Jesus, this is great, and I want more. I'm going to get a t-shirt. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. But this is like, it was. It was one of those things where I went, I went from addicted to free in one night. I went from not being able to take a conversation because my brain cells had been abused by drugs, hard drugs, heavy drugs, stuff they do now and stuff that I knew friends that actually cooked it up and made it, like dangerous stuff. But the stuff that would, like, not do good things to your brain, God healed that. Miracles. Totally transformed. But this is, where was I going with all this? But this is what God is doing in, in our midst and in our lives and what is available to us. So it's, it, it's, been, a, it's been so awesome. I just want to encourage you. Like I said, from one day to 40 years with Jesus, something like that, 40 plus now, Ask for more. It don't matter. It don't matter how long you have walked with Jesus. It don't matter how many times you read the word of God. It doesn't matter. Ask him for more. Just say, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm thirsty. Oh, I love you. Could you come and meet with us again? It is worth it. It is worth it. God has got me on a new journey. Off on something else, Darren. but God has me a new journey. He says, and I'm going to share with you. It's consecrated time, a consecrated listening time. I used to just I'll go home and do my devotional after uh, work at Menards, and now I said, God said, don't do it at home. So let's go to the prayer room. We have a prayer room behind Living Free uh, Ministry that Janie runs. They do the ministry, mentoring, all that stuff in the front. We have a prayer room in the back of that building. Nothing fancy. Big table, big screen TV, chairs. Jesus. That's what we have. He says, no, go there. Find your war room. Find your place where you can get some of the distractions out of there get in there and, and discover him again, all over again. So God has me on this. So it doesn't matter how long you've walked with him, find out what God wants you to do right now in this time of your life. He is, uh, see, when we run out of ideas, he never does. When we, we run out of like, oh, what should I do? Where should I go? Guess what? God knows. All right, awesome. So I got this going on. I need, a new, I need another word. I got to be a warrior. But the first message I found out just actually does tie in, and I'll just go through it as briefly as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Make these commitments, and I blow it, Brian. So anyway, but I wanted to share five levels of God's presence. Because sometimes we tend to lock God into Okay, God, you are present, and that's it. And God, it's like the omnipotent God, the omnipresent God, the omniscient God, the all-surpassing great God, the greater, higher, you know, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are greater than your thoughts, God. And I have narrowed you down to, you're always here. Oh, don't do that to me, Jim. Let me be bigger than that in your eyes. So I wanted to share that with you guys. The first level, the first, what I call levels, 
just don't know if that's accurate, Father. Sorry. But the, the first, really, the awareness is he is omnipresent. That's what I was talking about. He is allware, everywhere, all the time, 24-7, never leave you, never forsake you. That is a powerful, powerful thing. It's not, this is the less of it. When God's presence shows up, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just using this as an example. But omnipresence, to me, that's the, one of the more awesomest things about, about, about this. is Because when you're praying for your family or your pre-saved friends, guess who is right there with you? Father God is right there with him. He's omnipresent. So when we're praying for them, we know it's not like, okay, our prayers have got to reach heaven, then God's got to turn around and come back. No, God's already there. You know, our prayers, I think this whole prayer transaction thing happens so quick. Sometimes we think because, you know, heaven's way up here where the Father is and Jesus at the right hand and I'm way down here on the earth, that there's this big old gap before my prayers can reach his ears and his hand can reach that heart. And it's like, not at all. So anyway, just saying, come, I want my vision, my, my whole picture. I'm a picture person in some ways of how this whole thing happens. So when we're praying for my, uh, my brother, say my brother, and if, he's, if I know he's in a bad spot, doesn't matter. I'm not, this isn't actually my brother. But, you know, if he's in a real bad spot right now, say he's in a bar, he's in a bad place, whatever that is, God's still there. God never leaves because they're in a bar. He's patiently waiting. God showed us one other thing. He says, you know, I got angels on assignment to bring salvation saved. Read it in Hebrews 1. It talks about the angels are there to assist those pre-saved to inherit salvation. Very powerful. Because the enemy, the demonic realm, which we all in some degrees lived in, I lived in quite dark, is, is there. So the angels are very important that they're there with our pre-saved friends and family, those. So thank God for the angels. I, I, I'm so grateful for, for their activity and their ministry. So we got the omnipresent, we got all of heaven um, available. Kind of like when the spirit hovered over the creation story. Guess what? He's still hovering. He, didn't, he just, he hovered for the creation. He's still that hovering spirit. Anyway, number two, we go to the indwelling presence. See, yeah, yeah, family, friends, they're all waiting. And that was me in that room all by myself. Not all by myself. I discovered I wasn't all by myself. Wow, that was the awesomest thing in the whole world. I'm telling you, I'm not all by myself. I thought I was calling out to God out of desperation. All of a sudden, he was right there, just waiting. So I stand at the door and knock. It's not just for the pre-saved either. It's for his church. If you open the door, boom. Glad you opened. And then the indwelling presence. That's where the omnipresence gets inner presence, gets intimate. That's, that's where it gets really sweet. Because all of a sudden, the presence of God begins to stir and to refresh us and brings all the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all the, the good things that the Holy Spirit begins to reside in our lives. The indwelling presence. Beautiful. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's so awesome. And God would say, 
Stir up. Stir up the presence that's inside of you. Stir it up. I think, so, you know, we have to see God's presence sometimes in us as that river, as that life source, right? There's this life source in me. But if I don't stir it up, just like any kind of uh, pool of water, it just kind of grows a little old. Even our relationship with Jesus can grow a little bit old. God says, stir up again. Stir up my indwelling prayer. That's why you guys being here, it, again, it don't matter if we got like a thousand or not a thousand. Stirring up. That's why we come to church. Holy Spirit stirs up. Because this is the kind of environment that he loves to be in. It's when his people get together. So this is the, this is the third one. We got the indwelling presence. Then we've got the gather in his name presence. He says, where two or more gather in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now, why would Jesus say that when he's already revealed himself as the omnipresent one? Because he wants to go from this awareness to this awareness. It's all about awareness. We need to be aware of that ongoing omnipresence. We need to be aware of that internal presence. Not take it for granted. Not take Jesus for granted in our lives. But to be aware of that. And also to be aware when we come together like this, we need to be aware. What I call aware, I'm calling it faith. Expectation. Lord, we're gathering in your name. You said, I am in the midst of us. That's why it didn't matter that this house wasn't full of people. He still wanted to touch your knees. Because we gathered in his name, and he says, here I am. Awareness, faith, expectation, what I have planned. So all of this is, is vital in that place of being a warrior. We have to, when, we, when we're called, called as a son and a daughter, we're called also to be that warrior. And part of this gathering in his name is huge. And just kind of like, it kind of pow, blends together is the worship that happens. The God says, I am enthroned upon the praises of my people. When we lift him up in praise, when we lift him up in worship, I was challenging me, I forgot that I was going to challenge people this morning. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you imagine your worship is like? When do you know that you've went beyond singing the song to worshiping the king? Because it, it can happen. We can sing the song and not worship the king. What does that look like for you? Pursue it. And if you don't know, ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what does it look like to worship in spirit and in truth? Holy Spirit, how can I better worship? And just ask. Help me. Empower me. That's what I love Holy Spirit. He's called the helper. Oh, talk about needing help. I need help. I need help in worship. I need help in the word. I need help in building blank. I need help. But we need help. So Holy Spirit comes, and that's the worship. The worship is, I will be enthroned upon the praises of my people. The worship that we bring releases the authority and the anointing and the glory and the majesty of the mighty one. We're going beyond just gathering in his name. We're worshiping the name. And when we worship the name, the name is exalted. The presence breaks out and authority enters into the house. And all of a sudden, the enemy is like, bow. He's just scattered. Scattered, smothered and covered. He is just taken out of the picture. And it is a, I, I said this about repentance. I say this about this. Worship should be and is a violent act against the thing of darkness. It's violence against him. Because guess who used to be the head worship leader in heaven? Lucifer. Satan. And he wanted to exalt his throne 
above God's throne and God evicted. Now he's raising up a bride. He's raising up a people to be the worshipers that the enemy dis- disqualified himself from being. So when you enter into worship, you're not happy. Because he understands, more so sometimes than we do, what an what a honor it is to worship the king. And it's, a, it's that place where his presence comes and transformation happens in the place of worship. You ever come in here and you start, you, you get, in, get into a song, right? Oh, that song's awesome. Yes, God. I agree with that song. When we agree with the song, he brings revelation, and it becomes part of who we are. He begins to put that song in our hearts. He begins to write that song in our DNA, in our very makeup. He wants us as worshipers, not just worshiping, but worshipers, where we are one with him in that place. This is, this is level four. We got the first one. We got omnipresence, indwelling presence, gather in his name presence, the worship presence. Anybody know what the next one is? It's the demonstrated presence of God. It's when Acts 2 happens. They're in one accord and worshiping him. And all of a sudden, Holy Spirit ends up with tongues of fire, praying in tongues. They go from a a timid group to Peter giving a blazing message in the Holy Spirit. 3,000 people get saved. We got people getting, throughout Acts, getting healed, delivered, set free. More people coming to Jesus. The church being coming strong and alive and vibrant in the midst of persecution. We got the demonstration of the presence of God going so God is taking us along this journey for that. So we can appreciate and honor every part of God's presence that he has for us because it's grace. We don't earn any of this goodness. <laughs> we don't earn this, but we sure get to enjoy it. We get to ask of him, And I would encourage you to pray, to ask God, God, help me to enjoy your presence more. Help me to reverence and honor your presence. I think we need to, the fear of the Lord is misunderstood. The reverence for God's presence is an appreciation of his presence, an honoring of his presence. It is bowing before his presence, but it is a joy. It is a pleasure. It is a grace that he gives. It is a place of safety and security and and love of the Father. But it's that fear, that reverence of God and honoring and awareness of his presence. It's huge because this is a demonstration will touch our city. So that was the message I thought I was going to bring. Uh, you aren't getting off that easy. No, does that encourage? Does that encourage? Does that help? Because we, we need to understand. And I need to understand. I, I'm like, I go through this, and I'm like, going, oh, yeah. And I'm just like, thank you for reminding me about that. Oh, I, I'll do that again. The one TV we got going on is back there. Can you make out the picture that's on it? It was the picture I was going to have up here. Can you see it? A knight kneeling, got a sword, got a shield. You know what it is? It's your selfie. It's your selfie. It is how God sees you. God looks warrior. Worship warrior. 
full dress for battle warrior. Decked out, man. But look at that. He's a humble warrior. Kneeling before the king. You kneel before the king, guess what happens? He stretches forth his scepter. He'll stretch forth his anointing, his empowerment, his ability, his permission. We humble ourselves. He will exalt you, not to lift us up, but to lift up Jesus. But we humble ourselves, and the next thing you know, the king says here, Have some more of my power. Have some more of my strength. Have some more of my protection. Have some more of my wisdom. Here's another assignment for you. I, I just go with the flow. That's who I am. I just, I don't know who this is for. But I don't, but just be prepared. I think God has another assignment for you. What you've been doing. It's been awesome, been great, been marvelous. Just be ready. Ask Father God, what have you got next for me? Ask Father God, what have you got next for me? Because there is, there, God, God loves to shake things up. He loves to stir us up. And sometimes that stirring up becomes with a new assignment. Me, uh, Megan, you took on a new assignment. What happened over there the day you said yes to the new assignment? We prayed over her in there when she was going to set up here. I mean, Holy Spirit fell in it, showed up over there. I mean, you say yes to a new assignment, all of a sudden, it's new life. You're like going, okay, you need more. New assignment. <laughs> I, I do not like, think, you know, higher levels, higher devils type of thing. Higher levels, higher blessing. Higher level, higher anointing. You say yes, God helps, powers, strength. So if you get this stirring in your heart, God, you want me to do that? You want me to do that? You think I should change that? Just kind of mull it over. Pray about it. Find counsel. Insight from others. This is what I'm praying about. Would you agree with me in prayer? In the multitude of counsel, there's safety. So, we're all called to be warriors. I just jotted some stuff down, and I wanted to just kind of quickly run over some of these areas because he's asking us, he says, what are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to give yourself into the battle for? Are you willing to fight for your future? Are you willing to let go of some things of the past to go for a future that you didn't even realize you were heading towards? Happened to me. Story I told you about. You know, so are you willing to fight for your future? Sometimes we only live for today. God says, oh, fight for your future. Fight for what God has in store for you. Let me give you vision of the future. He will give you a vision and empower you to fight for it. So will you fight for your future? Will you fight for your family? I, I just jotted down a few things. Because... Each one is there, and then you gotta, you got to understand some of the strategies of the enemy to try to get you off base or ineffective in that. You know, your family could be discouragement. You just don't know my family. They've been like this for 20 years. Never got along. Rejected Jesus. Whatever that looks like. Never let the past overpower the present. And never let the past over, overpower the power of God to change the present. Sometimes we look at stuff and say, yeah, but my family. No. God says, hey, I, I'm powerful. I, I'm so wise. I'm so knowledgeable of situations. 
I, I changed uh, Saul of Tarsus, who is killing people, my brother's children, and he turned into Paul. So don't let the enemy lay this stuff on you. Fight for your family. Can you fight for your faith? Fight the good fight of faith. That's what Paul told Timothy. Fight for your faith. Again, sometimes we let other things get in the idea. Sometimes it's like, uh, we won't go into all those things. Got to fight. Don't let discouragement, don't let other people get in your way. Did you hear people saying, I'm not just in the church. Got this, all this kind of hypocritical in some ways. No, fight for your faith. If you, if you have a problem with something like that, then pray for them. Pray out loud. Fight for your faith. Don't let pride and selfishness get in the way. Fight for your faith. Fight for your healing. Mark, that's what we're doing, buddy. Fight for your we're doing that. We do that at the house for fight for healing. I'm telling you, we're pressing in for, for greater glory for Jesus. Fight for your freedom from ongoing sins in your lives. Stuff that kind of weighed down. I shared, oh, got mad again. I shouldn't have gotten mad. I always, sometimes I get a little sarcastic. Don't go there and I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, these are just things to fight for. Fight for your friends. Fight for this church. Be a warrior. Be a warrior. We can fight for this church. We can stand in the gap and ask the Lord to pour out his power every Sunday. We can ask to be with our brothers and sisters throughout the week. And they'll prosper and they'll be in health as their soul is prospering. We ask that the glory of the Lord would rise among them, that the intimacy with Jesus would increase in our brothers and sisters at Praise Community Church. We can fight for one another. We can fight for one another because sometimes they need your back. Jeff needs your back. When you read about the armor of God, the one place that's not protected is the back. Now, God has promised to be our front and our rear guard, but I see it also as, I got your back. I'm equipped for battle. He's equipped for battle. Back to back. Taking on what the enemy wants to do against this church, against individuals and families. Get one another's back. Be in there for... For all of us, I share this for you. Says it doesn't matter. Again, you hear Jeff sometimes, and he'll awesome message, revelation flowing, presence of God here. Thinking, good, Jeff's got it all together now. He's on a high place. Keep going, Jeff, and hang in there. No. Let there be no sneaking past. Let there be no, no back door. Strengthen the weak places. Build up the strong places. Cali. You know, surround and cover their families. Watch over them. We do that for our president, for the nation. Fight for our nation. Fight for our nation in prayer. Okay, plans of the enemy. I won't read the scriptures. Got realms out of time. Plans of the enemy, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, murmuring, grumbling, complaining, plain old negativity. Those things will just so it's like it's like diluting. 
the faith that we have within us. God's given us a measure of faith. We feed it or we don't feed it. If we don't feed it, it begins to wither and weaken. I don't say it's dying because that measure, the Holy Spirit is always there to cover and to care and to watch over us in our weaknesses. In our weakness, he, he makes us strong. That's even on the faith level. If you feel weak in faith, God, Holy Spirit is there to make the weak strong. So do not examine your own faith level. That's not not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when we we get to this place, we want to make sure that we don't do anything to impact our confidence. That's probably our confidence in God. If we start mumbling, grumbling, complaining, and negative, we're going to affect our confidence. And we don't want to go there. So just saying, we want to watch these parts of our lives. told someone else that, we're praying for, like, our, our lives are like a plant, right? And we're growing, and we're developing, and we're going to bear fruit. And we've got weeds. And we, we don't get a weed whacker to take care of the weeds, because what happens? You don't get the roots. So the Lord says, here, here's a rotor tiller. <laughs> Holy Spirit says, let's dig this up. Let's dig this up, and you'll just start to bear fruit. It'll just blow your socks off. It's called joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's called love abounding. It's called life abundant. It's the word of God coming alive inside of us. So, Sorry I spent so much time on all that. hope you're all encouraged. I want to just list some of the weapons that I found. Dig into the Word of God. Find the Word of God itself is a weapon. So you find that. You use it. You say, no, that is a lie. This is a truth. Father, thank you for the truth that sets me free. From sin, sickness, disease, from, you know, weaknesses. Find the Word. How often do you read the Word? Read it every day. Pray. Pray every day. This is just what I go. So that's one of those things. Abba is want to encourage us. Read every day. I want to make sure while I was sitting there between services, tell them to read about Jesus every day. Sometimes we can get lost. The word of God is so vast. So glorious and so deep in some places, and some like going, Oh, I can't relate to that. But but he says, Tell them to read about Jesus every day. If you don't read anything else, read two places. Read about Jesus, read the Psalms. Jesus, obvious. Psalms will expand our love and capacity and grace of Jesus in our lives. Read those two. That's God wants to encourage you in doing that. And then speak. Speak what you hear. Speak the name of Jesus. Resist in his name. Ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Be ye filled with the Spirit every day. The Greek is an ongoing impartation flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it's pretty awesome, but it can be very, sometimes I keep it low. I don't try to be simplistic in this so much, but I just say, fill me up again. I'll ask him to fill me again on the way to Menards. It's just from my place to there. But boy, a lot of powerful stuff can be prayed place in the <laughs> No? So just think, ask him to fill, ask him to reveal, ask him to release. Be a warrior. Be a warrior. Fight, please. It's not my, it's not my request. It's God's request. He's saying, be my warrior. I'll be your victor in greater ways greater experiences 
will enter in in a greater way too. Amen. Should we just close it right there, Dan? It's noon o'clock. We got to be back at five. Should I pray for the food now? It'll last. Oh, do you know that your prayers are held in the heavenlies? This is cool. While Callie's coming up here, i got to share this. We were talking, and, it, and it's in Revelation, and um, Solomon, when he prayed for the temple dedication, prayed about it too. But he says, take my prayers, hold it in the heavenlies, and release it when it needs to be released. I find that just sets me free. Because sometimes you can pray for your children, you can pray for a need, you can pray for... Jesus cursed a vine and then walked away. He didn't stand there waiting for the vine to die. He walked away. Then when they came back, one of the disciples noticed, oh, that vine you cursed, it died. And Jesus says, well, yeah, if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, I speak to the mountain, it'll be removed. But Jesus didn't stare at his prayer. He didn't get work. That's good, isn't it? He didn't. He didn't stare at, stare at his prayer to see it happen. He asked the Father. He knew in his spirit it was done. He walked on and kept busy doing more of the Father's work. I don't know. Don't stare at the prayer. Stare don't at stare. God. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you pray. I could pray last week. God is still answering those prayers for my family that I prayed last week. I don't have to dig him back up and pray him again. God's holding those prayers. He'll give me new prayers. He'll give me a new thing to pray for my family or the same. But it's not like, oh, I forgot to pray for my son today and I have to pray for him every day. That's not a bad thing, but don't let it be a legalistic thing either. Know that God holds your prayers. And in the proper time, he responds perfect time to answer that prayer for you in the perfect way that will thrill your heart. So keep pressing in and keep fighting. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.